Hi, I'm Jason Seaver. I'm a psychiatrist, and I believe in the infinite potential of the human spirit. And I'm Maggie Seaver. I'm a mother, and the infinite potential of the human spirit scares the hell out of me. <laughs> Don't let her fool you. She's not so tough. Oh, yeah? Yeah, well, anyway, last week, after 15 years of motherhood, Maggie went back to work as a reporter for the local newspaper. And Jason moved his practice into the house so he can be there for the kids. They're great kids. Yeah. And we have a great relationship with them. Yeah, there's just one problem. Their father trusts them, and they know it. Unbelievable. <laughs> Show me that smile again. Don't waste Hey there, Seaver fans. Angela Bowen here, the host of Show Me That Smile Again, a Growing Pains podcast. Well, today, November 11th, we not only celebrate Veterans Day, but somebody in the Growing Pains cast has a birthday today. That somebody is Leonardo DiCaprio, who came on in Season 7 of Growing Pains to play Luke Brower, Mike's homeless student who turns into being a resident of the Seaver home. And I thought, I was looking through the episodes of season seven. There are some that I've already done. And I thought one that particular really goes with, you know, being majority about Luke is season seven, episode 15, Honest Abe, which aired on January 18th, 1992. In this episode... Luke's past and present lives collide when the Seavers threw a party for Luke's birthday and invite a friend from his days on the street. This episode's got a 7.7 out of 10 rating based on 203 ratings. We got some guest stars. We got Jim Bentley as Barney. We got Christopher Burgard, who plays Carol's boyfriend, Dwight Halliburton, and we have, for a one scene only, Officer Anderson, played by Junie Smith. So let's see what Jim Bentley has done other than growing pain. Oh, he was a uh, stunts. Uh, okay, and uh, let's see. Oh, that's kind of cool. Like he was in a movie with Leonardo DiCaprio. That's pretty wild. Let's see, he's got some TV movies here, TV shows like The A-Team, one episode of Growing Pains, three episodes playing three different people on Evening Shade, ER, three episodes of Veronica's Closet, which I've never heard of, um, Protester Number One in Desperate Housewives. What's he done recently? Uh, he was in an episode of Transparent. Two episodes as Murray on Fresh Off the Boat. The TV show Lethal Weapon, he played a bartender. Oh, and he's got an upcoming project called The People in the Attic. Okay. This episode was directed by Bert Brinkerhoff, writers Neil Marlins, the creator, show staff writer Wendy Braff, and ex executive story editor... Lilani Downer. The title is the nickname that Abraham Lincoln had even before he went into politics and eventually became 
he had even before he went into politics and eventually became president of the United States. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, Honest Abe. That was a, a nickname I had. Okay. Soundtracks, happy birthday to you. <laughs> okay. So, of course, before I get into the podcast, I want to let you know where you can find the podcast and listen to it. You can listen to it on SoundCloud under the Looking Back at My Wonder Years, a Wonder Years podcast. You can listen to it on iTunes also, Looking Back at My Wonder Years, a Wonder Years podcast. But if you want to listen to pretty much a good majority of episodes of Growing the Growing Pain, Show Me That Smile Again podcast, you're going to want to hit up with SoundCloud. For whatever reason iTunes only carries so many episodes, like, a good chunk of my Wonder Years episodes are not on there anymore. It's only from, like, season five or six, which, you know, is, like, the second to last and last season of Wonder Years. So, yeah, you're going to want to jump on the SoundCloud and get on that if you want to listen to all the Wonder Years and the majority of the Growing Pains episodes. So, also... The podcast has its own Facebook page. If you put in Growing Pains Podcast, the Show Me That Smile Again Growing Pains Podcast will pop up. Also, Growing Pains Pod on Instagram as well. So, in my episode that is not currently released in honor of Jeremy Miller, who played Ben Seaver on Growing Pains, I will release most likely next week. I do kind of go into detail about... Not so much the fate of the Show Me That Smile Again, Growing Pains podcast, but kind of like I will be doing episodes here and there, but I will be also starting in January doing episodes a couple, two times a month of Boy Meets World. Occasionally I'm going to, on January, I'm going to do an episode of Roseanne and kind of sprinkle those here and there throughout 2021. I will be picking back up with the Everwood podcast. My goal for that podcast is to get season done. Season done. (laughs) Season one done in 2021 so I can start season two in 2022. That's the plan. That's the goal. So yeah, you can Growing Pains podcast episodes here or there. You know, there's a bunch of episodes I haven't done. Some I strictly will never do because they are not good in my eyes. But um, but we'll see. We'll see. So, without further ado, I want to wish a happy birthday to Mr. Leonardo DiCaprio, who played Luke Brower on Growing Pains in 1992. And also, all the movies he's made from that time all the way to the present. And also, I want to congratulate him on his... Oscar for, what was it, The Revenant? I was so big, let me tell you, I was so big into Leo when Titanic, even before Titanic came out with Romeo and Juliet, you know, I got them, I saw, I, back when you could do pay-per-view movies, back in the late 90s, I mean, you could still do them now, but, um, (laughs) Yeah, uh, after I saw Romeo and Juliet, and then I, I, I fell in love with him in Titanic, and then, of course, finding him on Growing Pains, because the Disney Channel did all the episodes of, well, almost all the episodes of Growing Pains, the select few that are left out that were deemed inappropriate by Disney, so they didn't air those. 
But yeah, and then after that, I'm like, I gotta see Leo's older movies. I gotta watch This Boy's Life. I gotta see what's eating Gilbert Grape. You know, and back in the day, it's like, you gotta rent these movies because they're not especially going to be where you can buy them. I did catch What's Eating Gilbert Grape when we had like a free weekend of Cinemax and HBO. Uh, this Boy's Life, I rented that one. And I just, I started collecting pictures like, Teen Magazine, Bop Magazine was another one. Um, I had this glorious, beautiful poster of Leo as Romeo looking through the fish tank in Romeo and Juliet. And then also, there's a really nice... I mean, just think about it. Titanic came out in December 97. In March, or April was it? we had the man in the Iron Mask. And he was playing two characters. And I had this gorgeous picture of him as King Louis the whatever Roman numeral. 16th? I don't know. Um, yeah, and then, oh my gosh, the beach! The beach came out and he was shirtless. 99% of that movie, he did not wear a shirt. And that was great. And I had literally a whole, okay, a whole wall, literally, of Leo posters, of pictures. Just my love for him grew and grew. Now, there are some of his movies, I'm like, eh, I mean, he's in it, but I don't really care anymore, so. But he's a dang good actor. And even on Growing Pains, I mean, he ate up that scenery, especially that, you know, when he had to reveal that, you know, he'd been living on the street and his stepfather was a drunk his dad left his mom died which i still think his stepdad dad probably killed his mother i i really feel because and the fact that he says after she died he had been drinking all the time so when she died leo leo luke was stuck living with his stepfather and eventually finally he beat the shit out of his stepfather with the baseball bat no his father was coming at him with the baseball but he's like Fuck it. I'm out. He's, he's gone. He's living on the street, which luckily he was able to survive. In this episode, we see Abe, who kind of took Luke under his wing with some of the other, you know, individuals kind of, that also, you know, was in their circle and everything. They kind of looked out for Luke because he's like 14. He said he'd been on the street for two years, so he'd been on the street since he was 14. And luckily, these guys looked out for him. They had his back. They made sure he didn't get like murdered or, or molested or raped or beaten up. Because, yeah, when Luke meets his dad, he's telling him all this shit. Like, I lived on the street for two fucking years hoping you were looking for me. You know, I was scared I was going to get beat up or worse. And even that, when he's confessing to his dad, he, that boy already was a powerful actor. He really brought it home. And it's like, it's like you got, he's got something here. So, without further ado, let's jump into Honest Abe. Because Abe really, he, he does, he rubs me the wrong way later on. It's like, this guy, there's something shifty, but he might have looked out for Luke, but it's like, this guy, Yeah. Alright, here we got the cold open. Looks like all the Seaver men plus Luke decided to have a guy's day. I think they went to a 
basketball game or something. They're talking about how great it is to go and do what you want and eat what you want. And Jason says something about walking past discount jewelers or something like that. So Ben brings up the last time they went to a, a basketball game. They went to a Bulls game. And Carol and Maggie were all like, oh, it's not fair. Some of the other guys are bigger than the other guys. Or something to that effect. So Jason looks at the clock. They're, I guess, down in um, the subway area. They're going to take a train home. And he's looking at his watch. He's like, something's wrong. And Mike's like, what? Jason says, our, pl- our, our train is leaving on time. We have to go. So they run past this guy who's doing an illegal card game. And Luke whirls around because he recognizes him. The guy's name is Barney. And he's wearing a hat, he's wearing an overcoat, he looks, you know, a little little rough around the edges. He's got a five o'clock shadow. Oh, this is where we get Honest Abe. So Abe was his, uh, Luke's nickname. Okay. And they hug. Clearly, you know, they haven't seen each other in a while. So Barney says, hey, Luke, where you been? I've been worried sick about you. And Luke says, oh, well, I'm, like, staying with a family out in the suburbs, so. Barney makes a joke. Oh, have they found out yet? <laughs> Barney Papadakis is his name. Jason introduces himself. Barney makes another joke. Oh, you clean up good. Hey, oh, you're blonde. <laughs> so my guess is, yeah, because Luke always wore that hat that he always, that baseball cap that he always wore backwards. Luke says, hey, Barney, you look good, too. And Barney makes a joke like, yeah, it's this new exercise program I'm working on. Every time I see a transit cop, I run a quarter of a mile. Speaking of cops, here's one now. (laughs) Clearly, the guy knows Barney. He runs this card scam all the time. He's actually got a little cardboard box, like, set up on a trash can in the subway. And, of course, the cop is saying, hey, Barney, looks like you're running an illegal gambling thing set up here. And Barney says, oh, actually, I was playing 52-card pickup. And the cop takes the cards, like, with three cards. Uh-huh. And Barney's, oh, I'm not very good. And the cop shows Barney his nightstick and says, all right, you got to get out of here, Barney, so beat it. So Barney's gotten quite a bit of quarters. He says he's going to go to the... He says he want, he's going to go to the bus station and something. I don't, I, see, this is why I want subtitles on these. He, it sounds like he says, watch a whole Molly Dodd. What? 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 I don't know what that is. Maybe it's a New Year. I, I don't know. So Barney takes off and Jason's like, oh, so Luke, you know this guy. And Luke says, yeah, I mean, if you ever need a place to stay, stay in some food or some clothes, I mean, Barney is the guy to go to. But clearly, Barney looked out for Luke, which is just as well, because a kid on the streets is not a good thing. And Jason, of course, was like, well, he must do pretty good for himself if he can run a card scam. And Luke's like, well, it's not a scam. Barney is the only honest three-card Monty player. He says he's got faster hands than Warren Beatty. Okay, when I think of Warren Beatty in that regard, I mean... I think Bonnie and Clyde. Is there another movie where he's 
fast with the gun? I don't know. And of course, that's the obvious question that we're probably all wondering ourselves. Why does he call you Abe? And Luke says, well, that's because my birthday's the same as Abe Lincoln's. Oh, so if that's the case, his birthday's coming up on the 12th of this month. <laughs> and they're all like, well, wait a minute. Your birthday's coming up and you never told us? You never said anything? And I'm sure Luke's like, well, I didn't want you all to make a big deal. Ben, of course, is like, Luke, seriously, presents. Oh, no, excuse me. <laughs> ben, you're an idiot. And <laughs> when Luke says my birthday's the same as Abraham Lincoln's, or Luke says my birthday's the same day as Abraham Lincoln's, Ben's like, Really? Your birthday's December 25th? Oh, my goodness, Ben. Why did they dumb him down? Why did they dumb him down? Did they to nerdify him with the glasses and the mullet? I mean, he's a cute guy. I mean, I like the... Don't get me wrong. He's a very cute guy. But it's just... The, his character in Season 7 is so far removed from who he was in season five and six is like they're completely two different versions of Ben. Two totally different people. I mean, seriously, Ben Seaver in season five would have nothing to do with Ben Seaver in season seven. Jason tells Ben, it's February 12th, Ben. And Mike's like, wait a minute, your birthday's next week and you never told us about it? Hey, technically, that because... Today is the 3rd of February, so Mike's... Okay. I'll stop harping on this. Yes. Ben jumps on the pa the presents bandwagon. Like, how do you expect to get any good presents? And Luke's like, well, I don't need any presents. I love that jacket that Luke is wearing. It's really, really great. I think he's worn it in other episodes. So is he the only one that got a t-shirt? Because... Luke's got a t-shirt thrown over his shoulder, and I don't see it. Any of the other guys with t-shirts. Mike goes after Luke, and Ben's like, oh, Dad, he's just kidding about the no presents thing. Actually, he wants a leather jacket in my size. Ben. Seaver's guy's dad was one great idea. Yeah, there's four guys out on the town eating anything we want. Walking past discount jewelers without missing a beat. <laughs> <laughs> you guys remember last month when Mom oh, they got hats. Bulls game? Oh, yeah. Remember what she said? It's just not fair because some of the guys are so much taller than the others. <laughs> what? What? Something's wrong. Our train's leaving on time. Have a new palace here. Take your luck. Uh, Don't get you. you two. Hey, all you gotta do is find the queen. Barney? Hey. Oh, hey, I've been worried sick about you. Where you been? Oh, I'm fine. I've been living with the family in the suburb. Oh, that's great. Have they found out yet? <laughs> Oh, there's a state law gambling You're sign over there. Barney. 
So, uh, you know this guy, huh? Everybody on the street knows Barney. If you need a place to sleep and some food, Barney's the guy to see. And if he's good, I guess uh, he can do all right running a card scam. It's not a scam. Barney is New York's only honest three-card Monty. He's got faster hands than Warren Beatty. <laughs> Why does he call you Abe? Well, it's because my birthday is the same as Lincoln's. Your birthday's December 25th? Dumb, <laughs> <laughs> dumb. February 12th. All right. Wait, wait a minute. Your birthday is next week? You didn't tell us about it? What are you nuts? How do you expect to get any good presents? Hey, I don't need any presents. Oh, Luke. Oh, he's just kidding there. A actually, he wants a leather jacket in my size. Bullshit. <laughs> So we come out of the intro, it's dinner time, Luke is again, it's like, guys, I've told you, I don't want a birthday party. And Mike, of course, is like trying to downplay, like, hey, look, look, I'm not saying a party, okay? I'm just saying some potato chips and a bowl and a balloon or two. And of course, Chrissy's got an idea, let me guess, she wants to go to Chuck E. Cheese, am I right? What kid in the early 90s didn't want to go to Chuck E. Cheese? Yep, Chuck E. Cheese. Of course, Ben has to get his saying here. Like, yeah, right. Luke wants to spend his 16th birthday throwing pepperoni at six-foot-tall mechanical mice. And, of course, Chrissy Hemsworth's like, oh, yeah, that's a party. <laughs> what in the fuck is she eating mac and cheese with a wooden spoon? <laughs> what the hell? I know that family's got a regular, regular cutlery and silverware. Come on now. You don't need to be eating with a giant wooden spoon. <laughs> is anyone else sitting there with a wooden spoon or is it just Chrissy? Of course, Ben has to give his tip up. The secret to a good party is who's not there when you have it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Boy, that's Luke is getting creeped out by Ben because he's like, because what? <laughs> I'm just gonna play this clip. It's just too funny not to. Tim, just have to tell you, I don't want you guys throwing me apart, Luke. I'm just talking about some potato chips and a balloon or two. I have a great idea. What? Go to Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> yeah, right. Luke really wants to spend his 16th birthday throwing pepperoni at six-foot mechanical mice. <laughs> Oh boy. Hi, Dwight. Oh, 
Ben is like, yeah, the key to a good party is who's not there when you have it. And Luke kind of looks at Ben like, huh? And Ben's like, well, you know, a more private gathering. And Luke has this weirded out look on his face. He's like, so you mean just you and me? (laughs) Good grief. And, of course, Maggie's like, no, I think what Ben means is you should wait till Jason and I are out of the house to have a wild party. And Ben's like, oh, yeah, that would be great. We could do that. Jason's like, uh, no, you're not. (laughs) Ben's like, well, hey, uh, that was our mom. She wrote it up, not me. (laughs) Uh, So Luke comes up like, hey, fine, throw me a party. Just please don't make a big deal out of it. And (laughs) Morris is like, how can we mom and dad insist on being there? I gotta say this about the work. Ben, I mean, the damn turtlenecks. I get it. Oh, I hate turtlenecks. I had to wear them as a kid. I mean, he's wearing a, a solid black turtleneck. Luke is wearing one that's kind of a rust, orangish, brownish. But it's not a full, it's like one of those, it's like a mock turtleneck. Where it doesn't have, you know, you pull the the neck up and then you flip like the top over and kind of roll it down a little it's not like that it's just like anyway let's move on i like maggie's outfit she of course is wearing red and black plaid shirt which is awesome so ben's like hey all right well okay is this after dinner because now they're getting up from the table and leaving because ben's like all right look the party's probably going to be a dud but you can still make out like a bandit on the gifts and Luke says, but I don't want any presents. And Ben's like, for sure, talking to yourself. So they leave. And Maggie notices that Chrissy's stuffed whale is wearing her pearl earrings. So she, apparently Chrissy's been getting into her jewelry and putting earrings on stuffed animals. Which, that's going to probably most likely come back later for something. I'm not going to say what. And Mr. Blow, Mr. Blowhole, <laughs> it's a cute name for a stuffed animal, being it's a whale, I get it. Are, is there a plate of cookies? So is this after dinner? Because it looks like mostly everyone's finished their food. And then there's a plate of cookies where Luke was just sitting with some milk that, well, a glass that's got, had milk in it. So, is this, like, right after dinner? I just ate here. I'm going to scarf some cookies down. Chrissy is wearing a damn turtleneck. Holy fuck. That's a turtleneck family in this scene. I mean, Ben, Luke? Well, Luke's not really because it's a mock turtleneck. Doesn't count. But Chrissy is wearing a teal one with a purple vest that makes me think of Punky Brewster. I think Mike's trying to match Maggie in the flannel department or the plaid department because he's got a orange, black, and white striped uh, plaid shirt. What? Is that a cookie he's eating? I can't tell whether it's dinner or whether it's after dinner. Mike is so excited. He's like, hey, I got an idea. It's going to be so great. It even scares me. And, of course, Mike leaves. Jason's like, you know the last time... He said that I wound up without eyebrows. I wound up missing eyebrows. 
And that's the thing, you don't really think about eyebrows until someone doesn't have them, and it's like, your face looks so naked without eyebrows. It looks weird! I don't know, I've always been nerd. I had a friend who had a mom, the first time I, I met her mom, I was, you know, 11, and she didn't have eyebrows. She had to paint it on, like, drawn on once, and for whatever damn reason, it freaked me out and made me extremely uncomfortable. I don't know why, but it did. Hi, Dwight. Hey. Here's the keys to the wagon. Did Carol's plane get off safely? Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> what? Don't get me wrong. I'm glad she's alive and all, but... <laughs> what the heck am I going to do for a month while she's away doing research at the British Museum? Oh, don't take it so hard, Dwight. She's going to be back before you know it. Which reminds me, our plane left six hours ago. Where you been? Well, I stood there and I watched the vapor trail from her plane evaporate. Okay. <laughs> Damn, she No, five minutes. And then I did what any red-blooded American man would do. Dwight, <laughs> have you been drinking? <laughs> everything like that. I mean, he's not pushy like Bobby was, but he is worlds away of an intellect that, I, uh, I just, I don't know. Yeah, that's right. Carol got, had met Dwight at the Catskills, and he, I guess, dropped her off at the airport, because she's going to go study at the Columbia Museum, and... <laughs> Okay, that's at the point in the show, this is season seven, Tracy Gold, of course, you know, was suffering for a very devastating eating disorder, and of course, finally, the show just recognized it, they should have recognized it quite a while ago, and decided, you need to get some help, you need to get some medical help, and get I don't want to dredge on that. Dwight comes in, drops off the keys. He's so depressed. He said that he watched the vapor trail of the plane evaporate. And <laughs> Maggie's like, you did that for five hours? So Jason, of course, was concerned with Dwight. Like, Dwight, have you been drinking? Because this is just... His mopey self is just like, uh, are you alright there, buddy? <laughs> we already know you're weird. <laughs> but no, Dwight's like, well, after I got done with that, you know, watch the vapor trail from her, her, her uh, plane uh, evaporate for five minutes. I went down, 
had a few yoo-hoos, went to some theater showing my life or the death of an avocado, and then he explains it. It's so depressing. A man sits in a lawn chair, plays a, a xylophone, and then he dies. And then, of course, Jason and Maggie are like, well, wait a minute, where does the avocado come in? And Dwight says, well, there is no avocado. And Jason says, well, wait a minute. Isn't it called the death of an avocado? Shouldn't there be an avocado in there somewhere? And I said, well, that would be kind of a little too obvious. Like, uh-huh. So, all right. Next scene, Maggie is putting up a banner. Apparently, it's supposed to be My Little Pony, but it's just a banner with a rainbow that says Happy Birthday in red letters. And it's got those are so far from My Little Pony, they're not even in the same universe. They're just, like, purple, bluish-looking horses. And Maggie looks at Chrissy like, are you sure this is what Luke wants? And Chrissy says, yeah, it's Luke's favorite. Yeah, right, I'm sure it's not. <laughs> Chrissy just finding a way to include herself in these festivities. She asks, is this the banner that Mike wanted us to get? And Chrissy says, it's Luke's favorite. And Maggie looks at Chrissy like, really? <laughs> and Chrissy says, it's someone's favorite. <sighs> if you're gonna say My Little Pony, have My Little Pony or don't have My Little Pony. Those shabby fake looking horses are not a My Little Pony substitute. Jason comes in with a cardboard box that says Mort's Party Warehouse. And Jason's like, wow, I don't understand why more people don't shop at Mort's Party Warehouse, which sounds like a knockoff party city. But you won't believe the shit that Jason buys. I know he's a cheapskate. I know he is always on the cheap looking for a deal and trying to cut corners. But this is fucking ridiculous <laughs> he's got like hats and noisemakers and they say Dukakis 88 <laughs> you couldn't find anything with happy birthday on it nothing he even got as he calls it pin the tail on the hamster <laughs> can you believe that Quinny? <laughs> Oh my goodness, Jason. Yeah, he got that poster for free with a purchase of 20 Dukakis 88 hats. 20 hats. You know you're only going to have like five people at a party, right? No, actually, I'm sorry. The writing on the hats are in Greek. And Maggie's like, Jason, does this say happy birthday on it? And he's like, well, it's either that or the salesman said Dukakis in 88. It looks like Dukakis in 88. There's an 8. There's an 88 on there. Well, <laughs> was this Morse having a going out of business sale? They need to get a fire sale, liquidation sale, where they're trying to get rid of everything. This guy looks like he'll buy whatever. Oh, you're looking for birthday hats? Oh, yeah, here we go. Here you go. Birthday hats. They look like something you would wear to an over-the-hill 50 party. My little pony is 
this the banner Mike wanted us to get? It's Luke's favorite. Bullshit! <laughs> Oh, they got the Look at this. The fuck? It's a hamster. What's that supposed to be? Let's pin the tail on the hamster. I got it for free with the purchase of 20 party heads. Jason, this is great. Does it say happy birthday? Well, the salesman wasn't sure. It's either that or Dukakis in 88. Oh, my God. I'm sorry to insinuate that you were cheap. Right, apology accepted. He is cheap, though. Now, where's Ben? He's supposed to help me find last year's candles. Oh, uh, <laughs> Dwight, Dwight went to get more ice cream. Dwight's here again? Well, honey, he misses Carol and he's lonely. Yeah, but it seems like last couple of days, every time I turn around, there's Dwight. Jason, you're exaggerating. Last night, he was reading the newspaper over my shoulder. In the bathroom. Oh, that's going too far, Dwight. Besides, he and Ben are really starting to get along. Okay. So you see, the lawn chair symbolizes the ontological conundrum. What the fuck up, Dwight? Don't care. That's great, Dwight. <laughs> I'd hear myself say these words, but get Carol back now. <laughs> Dr. Seaver, I got licorice pineapple crunch ice cream. That's Ew. too much of a cliche. <laughs> well, maybe we can find something exotic to put on top. Oh, I'm way ahead of you. Creamed corn. What the fuck? This dude. Come here. Everybody else, come here. Come here, quick. Whoa, you got cream corn. You got a party. Yeah. He and Dwight and Ben went and got some ice cream. And the flavor that Dwight picked out was like pineapple crunch licorice. Like, ew. And it's like, oh, I got a topping. Creamed corn. What the hell is wrong with this man? Oh, and, and Ben is like, you know, to Jason, I, I, it's like, Dad, I, I never thought I'd hear myself say this, but get Carol back here now. And even Jason's like, Dwight's here again? Seriously? I mean, last night he was reading over the newspaper over my shoulder while I was in the bathroom. It's like, okay, I get that he's lonely. He needs to find some friends. Doesn't he go to college? He must know some people. Unless they're all, like, avoiding him. Like, don't tell him your real name. Don't tell him where you live. He'll be over all the time. I, re I mean, <laughs> I get Carol is worldly and everything, but I, and, and Dwight and just, he just, uh, I don't know. I mean, he's not like, remember Richie from season one? He was like always drooling over Carol, like, oh, I love you, Carol. It's just actually in the Growing Pain or Return of the Seavers, I think it was, he actually was going to buy their old house. The house they're living in now that they eventually move away to D.C., he was going to buy their house. That is psycho stalkerish if I've ever heard it in my life. Mike actually has a surprise for Luke. He's got he's got a surprise. Like I'm gonna make this the best that's probably what he was thinking of when he's like, I ain't gonna make this the best birthday that Luke has ever had. Cause honestly, when was the last time that Luke had such a great birthday? Luke, you ready for your birthday present? <laughs> 
surprise well not a surprise birthday but that's his surprise for luke and barney taught chrissy how to do three card monty and she he's trying to imitate barney and barney's like ah, you know we'll show him a little later and luke's like no barney show him how you play through your three card monty and he's setting it up and ben comes over like you gotta get up pretty early in the day to fool ben how did you do that <laughs> so Barney brings up the thought, like, hey, this sure beats your last birthday, huh, Abe? And Luke's like, yeah, I mean, because Maggie's like, well, what what they do at your last birthday party? Uh, a birthday party. It's not a party. Um, they snuck him into the zoo after hours, and Luke's like, gosh, boy, did we eat good that night. And Maggie's like, what did you eat? And Luke says, hot dogs. The dumpster was full of them. And they're all eating hot dogs. And immediately it's like, okay, I'm not going to eat this. So Barney has to take a piss. And he's like, I got to answer nature's call. And he goes to the front door because he's going to take a piss in the front yard. And Maggie's like, Barney, there's a bathroom upstairs you can use. And apparently it's for some... Well, he, he probably is used to taking a piss outside. That's just what you do, I guess, when you can't find the public restroom. You, granted, that's a great way to get arrested and thrown on the sex offenders list is if, if you decide you can't hold it and you got to take a piss outside or a shit or whatever. If you're exposing yourself, you're going to wind up on the sex offenders list would be my guess. So while Barney's off doing that, going to the quote-unquote bathroom, Jason suggests they play 
games, like, hey, let's sit, play some party games. And <laughs> Dwight's like, oh, I got one. And Ben's like, what's random? I'm like, want to pin the tail on the doofus? <laughs> so, Dwight's game is fucking weird. It sounds like something you do at, like, like, if an English professor had a party with his colleagues or his students or something. And he says, Dwight says, someone chooses a word and then everyone else, like, takes and gives it, uh, thinks of another word to give it sh subtle shades of meaning. What? Well, I know why. <laughs> what the hell with your ass, Dwight? So Jason's like, well, Dwight, you know, that sounds like a game that usually ends a party. So Jason suggests they play pin the tail on the hamster. Uh, how about a rousing game of pin the tail on the hamster? <laughs> Upstairs, hall closet. Oh, I'll get it. Um, I just have one question about this hamster thing. How do we hold the little guy down? What? <laughs> yeah, Jason suggests they play pin the tail on the hamster, and Dwight, of course, being the dum-dumb that he is, is all like, just one question, how do we hold the little guy down? And Jason just looks at him like, I can't believe my daughter is dating you. She had such high standards. <laughs> so Luke goes upstairs to look for the camera so they can start taking pictures. He walks by Jason and Maggie's room and sees Barney kind of rifling through Maggie's jewelry box that's on their dresser. just seeing how the other half lives. <laughs> you know this statue thing pulls this whole room together? What are you doing in Mrs. Seaver's jewelry box? Barney, were you going to take something? Abe, how could you say something like that? Well, I... I, I was on my way to the bathroom and, and the door was open. I know I shouldn't have come in here, but I saw the jewelry box on the dresser. I used to look through my mom's all the time. Hers had this Little dancing ballerina. And I just wanted to see if this one had one, too. Uh, Barney, I'm sorry. You know, I shouldn't have jumped to a conclusion like that. Hey, you forgive me? Yeah, sure. Come on, let's go back downstairs. Yeah. By the way, what's with the Dukakis hats? <laughs> So Luke comes in and he asks <laughs> Barney what he's doing in Jason and Maggie's room, like the Seavers' bedroom. And he mentions, I was going to the bathroom and I walked past, I noticed there was a jewelry box on the nightstand or on the dresser. It reminded me of the one my mom used to have. Hers had a little ballerina and I was wondering if this one had one, too. Of course, he also, before that, is bringing up the whole... Because behind Jason and Maggie's bed is actually um, a little shelf unit for these weird-looking statues made out of clay. And the lighting is so dark in there, you can barely see it. And even at first, he's when Luke asks, what are you doing in here? Barney's like, oh, just seeing how the other half lives. 
and saying, how, oh, these statues really bring the room together. I would be immediately suspicious. And Lucas, too, he's like, Barney, where are you going to take something? And then Barney brings up the whole, my mom had a jewelry box, and hers had a little ballerina in it. And it's like, ugh. And, and Luke, of course, was like, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have accused you just right off the bat. It's like, hey, let's go back down to the party. And, of course, Barney mentions the Dukakis. Like, why are you all wearing Dukakis hats? Go back downstairs to the party, and, of course, Dwight is blindfolded, and Mike holds the door, and Ben's like, you're warm, you're really, really warm. <laughs> and Jason and Maggie come, and it's like, guys, what are you doing to Dwight? Oh, my. And Maggie rescues Dwight. Like, Dwight, Dwight, Dwight. Takes off the blindfold. He's like, I can't leave. No, I'm winning. Like, oh, this guy is, he's, I don't know whether they're, they're looking for a replacement boner character or what. Because this guy is just, he's, he's too damn much. I mean, he's a sweetheart, but he's just got nothing. He's got nothing going on up there. German. <laughs> Thank you. You'll need a translator to get through it. And of course gets Luke a few cassette tapes with bands that I don't even think are even real. Mega Slime, Hammer and Sickle, and the Nurses. I gotta look that up. Because he, oh he asked like, hey can I borrow your Walkman sometime? And Jason's like, well you better open ours next Luke. And it's his own Walkman. How awesome is that? When I was in fourth grade, I borrowed my sister's, you know, Walkman, and then I ended up getting my own for Christmas. It seemed like every, uh, and then also in, uh, 
In fifth grade, I got my own. Then sixth and seventh grade. It seems like I got a new one each year because mine would like... It would break or something would happen. I mean, I wasn't rough with them. They just like wear out. Or the felt on the the headphones would start to wear away and you'd have like that hard plastic like rubbing against your ears like that's what made the bus ride to and from school a hundred percent bearable of course i remember in eighth grade i finally got a portable cd player which was awesome the batteries in that thing lasted like two days tops by day three and I don't know how, why I thought this would work. I take the batteries out while I'm on the bus and roll them, rub them between my hands, thinking that would give me a little bit more juice. Because when you see that battery light flashing on the uh, the portable CD player, it's like you get into a song and beep, 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 boom, the song would just, the battery would die. It's like, ugh. So I'm not seeing anything about Hammer and Sickle or Mega Slime or the nurses. I'm just seeing it looks like it's supposedly Hammer and Sickle is Russia's most luxurious vodka. Okay. I mean, I'm thinking of Mike in season one going to a a um, Bruce Springsteen concert. Why can't they have real bands or names of these bands that, you know, Luke gets to listen to for these cassettes. Come on, real bands, not fake ones. The nurses apparently have a hit single called Turn Your Head and Cough. <laughs> so he hugs Maggie and Jason after he gets his Walkman, and Maggie's earring, I guess, falls apart in her hand. And Jason's like, oh, are those the pearl earrings I gave you for our anniversary? And Maggie's like, no, Jason, they're the real ones. Apparently, someone broke them and put them back together with rubber cements. And they both, Jason and Maggie, look at Chrissy. Chrissy's like, um, here, Luke, open my gift next, which it's a picture she drew of the whole family. And Luke says, I'm going to go put it on my wall in my bedroom right now. Says, I'll even remove my Christina Applegate poster. And by this time, wouldn't she have already, she'd have been married with children the television show was Kelly Bundy. And she would have been in Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. <laughs> the fact that Jason couldn't even get her real pearls. He got her like fake or imitation pearls. You couldn't even spring for real ones. <laughs> that makes me think of the Valentine's Day episode I covered back in like 2019. <laughs> Oh, when she, he got her, like, a bracelet or something, and she was rubbing it against the car to see if the diamonds were real. Shit, Jason. He makes pretty damn good money as a psychiatrist. You're telling me you couldn't afford a real diamond for your wife? I mean, either don't get her any diamonds or get her real ones. Don't get her fake ones. Love the audience's reaction. What makes like, no, honey, they're the real ones. So Chrissy is so excited, excited because she made it off the refrigerator with her drawing. Finally, she made it to the big time. I gotta ask, now I haven't watched all of Family Ties. I think I stopped halfway through season five because um, 
Alex P. Keaton was just, he was getting on my nerves. I'm like, I gotta take a break from the show because he is really pissing me off. Was Andy this annoying by the, like, the final season of Family Ties? Was he, like, Chrissy Seaver level annoying? Because she is beyond annoying. As Luke is passing Maggie and Jason's bedroom to go to his room to hang up that picture that Chrissy made, he notices that Maggie is looking through her jewelry box. I think she's looking for, like, an old ring that her mother or grandmother had given her. Is something wrong, Mrs. Sieber? Oh, no, Luke. I I'm just looking for an old ring my grandmother gave me. It's usually right in here. It's gone? Yeah, and the box was open. Chrissy must have been playing with my jewelry again. Luke, Barney wasn't in here at all, was he? Barney? Oh, my God, what a horrible thing to say. I, I mean, I, I know just because he's homeless, it doesn't mean that he'd steal. No, that's okay, Mrs. Seaver. No, it isn't, and, I, and I'm very sorry. I mean, Carol loves that ring. She... I bet she borrowed it to take it to England with her. How silly of me. <laughs> Come on, birthday boy. Let's go back downstairs. Uh, I'll be down in just a second. I just want to hang this up. Okay. Yeah, it was an old ring that her grandmother had given to her, and she said, you know, I left the jewelry box top open. She thinks maybe Carol probably took it with her to college, because she loved that ring. And Maggie, almost immediately after she says, ask Luke, was Barney up here? And then she's like, oh, I am so sorry. I, 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 I didn't mean to assume that just because he's homeless, homeless that he would steal. And Louis said, no, 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 no. It's, it's okay. It's okay. So we go back downstairs to the party, and Jason is, they're all playing charades. Okay, three words. Third word. Third word uh, is, uh, sounds like, uh, sounds like big, huge. Hair. Big, huge hair. Uh, Dolly Parton movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> ben, seriously. <laughs> okay, okay. Sounds like, sounds like hair. Um, hair, pear, uh, pear. Uh, Freddie Stare, Oak Contrary, Borderlands, Smoke in the Mirror, Sonny and Cher! <laughs> what the hell, dude? Already? <laughs> it was truth or dare, and you wait till it's your turn, boy. Oh, jeez, Jason. Right, my turn. Uh, Planet of the Apes. <laughs> no. guesses at what Jason is describing. They're saying, like, coming up with big, huge hair, and Dwight's like, Dolly Parton! And Ben says, 
<laughs> no, if it were Dolly Parton, it'd be big, huge. It's like, okay, Ben, we know where you're going. There's a child in the room here under the age of eight. So, relax. <laughs> it's like, Dolly Parton movie! And Jason just looks at him like, what? So, Mike is like, uh, hair, pear, and uh, Dwight's like, Fred Astaire! Au contraire! Sonny and Cher! He, it's like, Jason's like, the fuck, Dwight? You're not even close. Before he says, shouts Sonny and Cher, he's, he says, smoke in the mirror. I don't know, is that a movie? A book? A, an album? Jason just looks at, Dwight is like the fucking stupidest person to exist. Or something, because, my guys, like, where did Carol find you? Chrissy calls time, and Jason's like, it was truth or dare. You wait till it's your turn, Dwight. Oh, my God, what are you threatening? It's just a game. It's just a game. Now it's Ben's turn. It's a movie title. And he's pretending like he's brewing through something and, like, hunched over walking along. And everyone's trying to guess what it is. Jason, th a lawyer. A robber, and Luke, who's on the stairs as he's coming down, he he says, thief. And Barney looks at him, and they exchange, like, he, Luke knows that he took that ring. But, of course, Luke plays it off, like, to catch a thief. And then he suggests that he and Barney go out and get some more firewood so he can pretty much confront Barney about taking the ring. So while they're doing, heading outside, now Chrissy, of course, wants to play. And Ben's like, no, 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 don't let her, because she always guesses it wrong. She always messes up the words, or she doesn't say it right. And we, the last time we spent that half hour trying to guess the sound of mustard. And Maggie, of course, sticks up for her, like, it's only fair that she is allowed to play and be included. Three, he took out of Mrs. Heber's jewelry box. Not that again. I told you I was just looking around. I want oh, the shit. ring. No. So he admits he took it. I don't believe How could you just steal something like that? <laughs> well, it's to feed my addiction. I'm going through food withdrawal. But how could you do it to the people who were nice enough to take me in? Hey, you don't need that ring. You do fine playing three-card Monty. Hey, come on. They're, they're probably wondering where we are. We could have chopped the whole tree down by now. Let's go. Don't make me call the cops. I don't believe you. You stand there in those designer clothes, and now you tell me you're trying to steal? Well, what do you think's going to happen to you when you turn 18? They got four kids. Think they're going to get you a car? Think they're going to send you to college? Two years from now, you're going to be back out on the street. You're not one of them. You're one of us. You know it, and I know it. And that's why you're not going to call the cops, are you? No. Hey, I don't like to see you about this. I'll tell you what we're going to do. We'll play three-card money for the ring. And maybe you can win it back from me fair and square. What's fair about that? You always win. I'll up the odds. I'll give you three tries. Find the queen just once. 
And if I don't? I get to eat regular for a few months. No, I can't gamble with you for Mrs. Sears right now. So, Luke and Barney head outside. Barney is amazed at how much firewood. Like, oh, you cook a lot of potatoes with that. Luke does not mince words. He says, I want the ring you took out of Mrs. Seaver's jewelry box. And, of course, Barney plays all the game. Oh, not that again. I told you I was just looking. And Luke is at it. He's like, I want the ring that you took out of Mrs. Seaver's jewelry box. I want the ring. And... Abe is like, no. So right there, he automatically admits that he took it. And Luke is furious. It's like, yeah, this guy helped him out when he was homeless. But to turn around and pull this shit? Luke's like, why would you do that to the people that were nice enough to take me in? And Barney's like, well, let's go back to the party. And Luke tells Barney, he's like, don't make me call the cops. And Barney turns on Luke. He's like, you stand there in your designer clothes and you threaten to call the cops after on me after how I helped you out, basically. And then he goes on a rant saying, they have four kids. Do you think that they're going to buy you a car and send you to college? In two years, when you're 18, your butt is going to be back out on the street with us. You're not like them. You are exactly like us, like, you know, his homeless crew. And they, Barney says, you know it and I know it, and that's why you're not going to call the cops, are you? And Luke is just... Feels, feels like Luke is back into a corner. It's like Barney isn't telling Luke anything that he probably hasn't thought since he's been there with the Savers. Really, are they going to buy me a car now that I'm 16? Are they going to send me to college? No. And Luke says, hey, you don't need that ring. You do fine playing three-card Monte. And the fact, even before that, he's like, why do you need the ring? And Barney says, well, I'm going through, hang, I have an addiction and going through a food withdrawal. Like, no, you do fine playing three-card Monty when you're not being stopped by a cop. So, uh, Barney actually says, hey, how about this? I play three-card Monty against me and maybe you'll be able to win the ring back. And Luke is like, no, you've, you're impossible to beat at three card Monty. There's no way. And Barney says, well, how about this? How about I up the odds? I'll give you three, three tries to get the ring back. And Luke's like, what if I lose? Barney says, well, then I get to eat right for a few months. But even though this guy helped Luke out when Luke was on the street, probably kept Luke from getting his ass kicked or robbed or whatever. And then to turn around and pull this shit. It just goes to show that even though you think you know someone, deep down you probably... Because at the end of the day, this guy is just... he He's looking to get, you know, his next meal. And... It, I mean, I'm sorry, but I'm not a fan of that dude. I really wish Mike hadn't have brought him back. You, Mike, you didn't know shit about this guy. You knew nothing. Other than the fact that he looked after Luke when Luke was on the street for... What? A year? 
a couple years? Did he look out for Luke since the moment that Luke left after his mother died and his stepfather beat the shit out, almost beat the shit out of him with a fucking bat? I don't know. I really hate, Luke is a 16 year old, he is a kid, dude. And I get, maybe in Barney's world, it's like everyone's out for themselves regardless of their age. You'll look out for each other, but you also look out for yourself. It's everyone for themselves. I, I guess it's that mentality. I don't, I don't know. Not to mention, when Barney's mentioning about Luke's clothes, you, you're there in those designer clothes. Designer my ass. They're just normal clothes. Sure, he's not wearing a backwards baseball cap and that, you know, plaid shirt that he wore when he came onto the show, but the fact that it's like Barney is like, oh, look at you and your flashy new clothes, but we know both, we know who you really are. It's like, you're not like them, you're like me and the other, you know, homeless individuals. She's not acting out dangerous liaison. I gotta get back into town. Hey Barney. I thought we were gonna play a little three card Monty. You wanna play? I said so. Well, alright. Oh good. But my money's on Barney. Let's play on this VCR. Okay, once upon a time, there was a sleeping beauty. And a handsome prince had to open the right door to wake her with a kiss. Uh -oh. Sorry, wrong door. Find the queen. Where is she hiding? Upstairs, downstairs? In my lady's chamber? Tops off, kid. Try again. Hey, face it, Lucas. How yourself? Nobody can beat this guy. choose this one because if this is the two and this is the seven and this must be the queen hey got him you asshole everyone except Luke I'll get the forks okay right I'll get the plates and the cream corn Actually, I really thought you were the world's only honest three-card Monty player. Well, now you know you didn't know yeah. much about that guy. Here's your ring. Hey, look, kid. It's part of life on the street. See, there comes a time when you have to put your priorities in order. That still doesn't change the fact that this kind of stuff is wrong. Hey, why don't you get a job, you know? Start over. It's easy for you to say. I don't exactly have the look the employment agencies want. Here. What's this for? Something to remember me by. Hmm. Push movement. <laughs> this should impress the guys. Mind if I, uh... Go ahead and pawn it. Should get you a few weeks downtown and some food. Hey. And some clothes for job interviews.
take care of yourself. Happy birthday. Of course, as soon as well, they figure out what Chrissy's doing, she's miming Pinocchio. Uh, when it turns out the slip of paper she had was dangerous liaisons, how in the fuck are you going to act that out? Liaisons, how do you even, I don't even, I wouldn't know. So Barney, of course, makes, is about to make a quick retreat for the girl. Like, yeah, I got to get back into town. So it was nice meeting you folks. Luke is like, wait, Barney, I thought we were going to play a little three card Monty. And Barney's surprised. Like, oh, you want to play? And Luke is like, I said I did. So we go over to the VCR, and the cards are bent in the middle, so I guess they're easy to pick up and move around. And Barney did say that he would give Luke three tries to find the queen. He gets it wrong twice. And Luke is about ready to admit defeat, but Barney's like, try it again, try it again. So... Luke puts his finger on the middle card and says, all right, this is, so if this is the, what, the two, or this is the, and this one on the right is the seven, then this has got to be the queen. So, <laughs> the rest of the family, with Dwight all run into the kitchen, like, everyone in the kitchen except for Luke, and Luke and Barney kind of say their goodbyes, and... Barney is like, oh, you, you knew the whole time, huh? And Luke's like, well, actually, I thought you were the world's only honest three-card Monty player. Because it turns out there was no queen in those three cards. Because he pulls it like the queen from his pocket. It's like, are you fucking shyster. So Barney hands him the ring. And he tells... Luke tells Barney, like, hey, you know, you don't gotta stick with this life. You could, you know, try looking for a job or go down to, you know, the a shelter or something. And they can help you out. And Barney's like, well, I don't exactly have the look that the employment agencies are. The guy, actually, I didn't mention it. He is missing his two front teeth. I don't know whether they got knocked out in a fight or who the fuck knows. And the guy's got a really rough, like, Five o'clock shadow, his face is dirty, he's got that, you know, old hat that looks like it's from the 30s, he's wearing a heavy wool overcoat, and he just, you know, I know what he makes me think of? Remember those, like, those clowns, like those sad clowns with the paint, white painted face and the nose, and then they're smoking, like, a pipe or whatever, and they're carrying, like, a bindle over their shoulder, and they just look so down on their luck. They're wearing, you know, old shabby clothes with the, the patched knees and stuff. Like, he, he reminds me of that. So, Luke is like, hey, here's something to remember me by. He takes his watch off. Hands it to Barney. Barney, like, listens to it, makes sure it works and everything. He's like, oh, it's pretty nice. It's all impressed the, the guys down at the um, the trash can, fire fire trash can, whatever. And Barney is like, do you mind if I And Luke's like, yeah, go ahead and pawn it. Maybe it'll buy you some food for a few weeks. Some clothes. I, and so, or some clothes for job interviews. Maybe you can find a, a job or something. 
That guy is not gonna turn his life. I, I wish, but he does not look like the type that wants to do that. Oh, I mean, honestly, if the guy got kind of got a haircut and, and, and got some clothes, maybe at the Goodwill or something like that. And there are places that help people that are down on their luck, help them find in gainful employment. So Barney hugs Luke, like, hey, happy birthday, kid. Take care of yourself. And he leaves. And Luke is probably wondering to himself whether or not this guy is ever going to change. And that's up to Barney. He's a grown man. Who knows? So the family comes in with Luke's birthday cake. Aw, 16th birthday. candles and Luke says I'm not really hungry I don't want any cake and they're like oh is, is everything okay because you know oh, Jason when they came in it's like oh did Barney leave like yeah he just left so Jason's like you haven't even finished opening your gifts and Luke's like what gifts that's how I opened them all and Jason pulls out of his pocket what looks like an envelope no, it turns out it's a long piece of paper. Luke opens it. It's a savings bond for college. So fuck you, Barney. This family is going to help Luke get to college. Well, actually, if you've seen the show, you know that Luke ends up leaving with his dad to set up a truck stop because Luke's father can't drive, you know, he's you know driving a semi-truck and whatnot. So his back's deteriorating, deteriorating so he's got to give that up. So he decides to own a truck, truck stop. And Luke goes with him. So whether or not he finishes high school or goes to college or gets his GED on the road, we don't know. We have no idea. But the fact that, and they even say, you are part of this family now. Because Luke's like, you didn't have to do that. It's like, no, you are a part of this family. I thought that was a really, really sweet gesture. <laughs> of course, Dwight has like, I get depressed around at the end of birthdays too. And it's like, Dwight, shut up. Okay. <laughs> but that's the episode. I thought this was a good episode. Um, I originally started recording this. It was supposed to be for Leonardo DiCaprio's birthday, November 11th. But something happened and I was having an issue. I mean, this disc, for whatever reason, will not play on my portable Blu-ray player. 
and I have to futz around with it on the portable DVD player just to get the thing to play. I don't know. These discs were bought off, um, I think they are bought off eBay um, through the manufacturer. I guess Warner Brothers, like, manufactures the DVDs, like, on demand. Like, when you order it, they make them. And some of these, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with them, but they are just... I don't fucking know. They play when they want to play, basically. So that's why I kind of backed off that for a little bit. Um, if I had to give it how many, um, you know, ball caps, you know, for Luke, I would say I would give this... I'd give it a 5 out of 5. I didn't see anything wrong with it. I thought Leonardo DiCaprio did a splendid job like he seems to do. And he handles comedy well, you know, being on a sitcom for the first... Well, actually, no. He was on that short-lived sitcom Parenthood, which is after the 1989 Parenthood movie. And I never saw... There might be some clips of him on YouTube. Maybe. I'm not sure. But, um... No, he handles it really well. And I think at that point, we had no idea what exactly, you know, we had no idea what was to come for Leonardo DiCaprio as, you, you know, what, you know, Titanic. Um, actually, shortly after Growing Pains ended, he landed the role of, uh, on This Boy's Life and What's Eating Gilbert Grape. I think he was in Critters 3 before this, which... I only rented that once because I had him in it. And I was like fast forwarding on the scenes that he wasn't in. Like, where's Leo? Where's Leo? <laughs> but I think, and I, I want to say, I know that I did say last year, like, I was going to focus on other things, not so much, you know, growing pains. But after watching this, I kind of want to keep, you know, working on growing pains episodes. I'm not saying it's going to be every single month. But I definitely want to put some more out there. I do plan eventually this year to do an episode or two of Roseanne. So just kind of balancing life and podcasting. So hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And happy belated, 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 belated birthday to Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye, everybody.